My name is Margaret Vining, and we're here um, beside the miniature portrait of Verena Powell, Verena Howell Davis. She was the wife of, of um, Jefferson Davis, president of the Confederate States of America. I am not an art historian. I am a military historian, curator of Armed Forces History at the National Museum of American History. Um, but this portrait was painted by John Wood Dodge. He um, worked in New York. He was famous for his miniature portraits in the mid-19th mid century. <clears throat> he moved to the South briefly in the 1840s and uh, for his health to the Cumberland Mountains of Tennessee. And while there, he, he did miniature portraits of, of um, Andrew Jackson and Henry Clay and, of course, Marina Davis. Um, this kind of portraiture is extremely interesting. It dates back to at least to the 16th century in Europe. Um, and, it, and it really deserves a lecture of its own. But today, we're talking about the subject the subject is the subject of, of the painting. Unfortunately, there's an unfortunate um, tendency to, um, um, to dismiss um, Southern Confederates as, um, well, as uh, with, with anachronistic stereotypes. But there's no stereotype to describe this woman. I've become quite a fan of hers in reading uh, several uh, biographies, of not only of her, but of her contemporaries, because she was a, a highly educated woman. With um, <clears throat> She was tutored from an early age by a man who lived with her family. The family was quite well off, and he was a judge and a, um, a, a classical scholar, and she, she was tutored from an early age, and um, she learned her, her Latin and her languages and the classics, and she, be, she went to a private school, a girls' school in Philadelphia for a time. She wound up with, um, she became a voracious reader, um, a very bright conversationist, uh, and, and wrote letters every day around. She, there were many, many letters. That's how we know about the most that we know about her is through, through her letters. She married, she was Jefferson Davis's second um, wife. He was married early to, thank you. He was married earlier to um, um, Sarah Knox Taylor. Sarah Knox Taylor was Jeff, uh, Zachary Taylor's daughter. He would become president of the United States. But soon, when uh, Jefferson and Verena went off on their honeymoon, um, they both contracted malaria, and she died within three months of their wedding day. So he mourned for eight years, and then he met Verena. He met Verena, and 
she was 17 years old. He was twice that. But they married in 1845. And that same year, he was elected to Congress, to the House of Representatives, and they moved to, to Washington, D.C. But the, within months, the war with uh, the Mexican War broke out, and he went off to war. And that's when their marriage began to have issues. She, um, she, he didn't, he didn't consult her when he made the decision to go to war, and she had gone into the marriage thinking that it was a partnership. And not only that, when he left, he wrote his will the way military men do before they go to war, and he sort of left her life estate, but she wasn't consulted and she didn't get the partnership arrangement that she had hoped for. And then, um, see, there was something else. They had a, a lot of issues. Oh, he was injured in the war. He came back, to, back home and she nursed him, but meantime, his, his brother, who owned part of the plantation, had um, his, lost his son, his son was killed, left a widow with seven children, and the brother was insisting that the widow and seven children come to live with the Howells, the Verena and Jefferson, and that was more than she could take. So when he healed, when Jefferson Davis's foot leg healed, he went back to Congress and filled a vacancy in the Senate. Um, he did not take her with him. And so she was quite, uh, she was, it was, she had no idea what to do. I took, I made a note of why, why he um, didn't take her with him. Okay, serious issues. Um, he wrote to her that her habits, education, combativeness made her a challenge to him that he could not bear. So she had to make a terrible decision to, um, what, as to what to do. Would she bow to his will or have her own life? She did what most women of her time did. She, um, she made peace with him. And that fall, she accompanied him on a speaking tour through the South and into New Orleans. And that is probably when this was painted during that sort of reconciliation or well, not exactly. I don't think they ever reconciled. Plenty has been written about Jefferson Davis. He, so we'll talk about him as little as possible. <laughs> he was, he's remembered as a handsome and noble bearing, a man with a, handsome, a handsome man with a noble bearing, and um, a brilliant statesman, an eloquent speaker, he was quite a ladies' man, even in old age. As a husband, but as a husband, he was uh, problematic. He was difficult. He was self-centered, strong-willed, determined always to have his way, frequently pointing out her, her character flaws, uh, especially what he called her unfeminine insistence on independent judgment and stubbornness. Uh, throughout, their, throughout their marriage, her need, 
throughout her marriage, her uh, insistence on uh, asserting herself and his need to restrain her uh, would cause tension and disagreement. Fortunately for him, she was highly resourceful and competent, and many times her, her personality paid off and to his benefit. Uh, finally, she was restored to his good graces, and they came back to Washington, and she as the wife of a senator. I'm going to read a, a section from Eli Evans' biography of Judah Benjamin. Um, Judah Benjamin happens to be one of my favorite Civil War people, but he wrote quite a lot, Eli Evans wrote quite a lot about her in uh, Benjamin's uh, biography. And he describes her in a way that I think is accurate. Uh, Verena Davis was no ordinary woman, although she had been raised a Southern woman whose principal role in life was to flatter the men around her. She had grown impatient with such demands at an early age. She understood Southern male vanity well enough and was not above using the cavalier tradition for her own purposes. But she was raised with Yankee competence as well, almost a son to her father, fired by ambition, inappropriate for a Southern girl, and a sense of destiny. She had made the transition from Southern belle to plantation manager with ease and relief, eagerly leaving behind the helplessness that other girls were instructed to display in order to catch a bow. Now her problem was a matter of masquerade. Men bristled when she argued with them and blustered into speechless fury when she turned their own arguments against them to win a point soundly. She delighted to these triumphs in these triumphs, although they generated barroom complaints that Jefferson Davis's, Jefferson Davis was being totally dominated by that woman. Uh, President Franklin Pierce uh, appointed uh, Jefferson Davis to um, Secretary of War in 1853, and it was ironic that he spent the next eight years or so strengthening the, the federal army that he was going to try to defeat when he got into the war. That was a, a strange irony. And now as we are um, set, uh, commemorating the sesquicentennial of the Civil War, um, the causes, the politics, and, and the, um, the battles are being uh, looked at anew, but the the point remains, the essential question, the, the, the huge question was, would human rights or property rights prevail? <clears throat> In Christmas 1860, South Carolina seceded from the Union, and there was talk already of pushing um, Jefferson Davis to be president of, of the Confederacy, and he did not refuse. A few months later, February 1861, they learned that he was indeed appointed, would be appointed uh, president, and Alexander Stevens would be his vice president. The Confederacy took shape in Mobile, Montgomery, Alabama, and then moved to Richmond. And um, 
Verena was now called First Lady. First Lady was a term that Dolly Madison had first, well, it originated with her anyway. Um, as Jeff, at Jefferson's, Davis's inaugural, um, Verena said, she wrote, that he, he looked like a willing victim going to his funeral pyre. She left halfway through the ceremony and, and took a carriage back to the White House, the Confederate White House, which was really a gray house. And she, was, she thought he was unsuited for what he was doing. She thought he was more a, a military man than a politician. And she, she doubted the wisdom of the war. She did not think the South could win. So there were the effects of the war. I'm just going over a few of them, and I will be reading because I can make the points more succinctly. I hope you don't mind. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, the effects of the war. One of them was the, the early Fort Sumter. Um, Robert Anderson had, was a good friend of hers, and to, to, for that to happen to him was uh, disturbing at least. A year into the war, um, federal troops took over New Orleans, and then um, the Union gunboats led by uh, um, Samuel Phillips Lee went up the Mississippi to Verena's home, um, Briarwood, Briarfield, and it, they were led by her best friend's husband, Samuel Phillips Lee. Verena's plantation, Briarwood, was sacked, and she, um, she lamented that so much of her material, her letters particularly scattered, and they were, they, they um, resurfaced later as souvenirs. And, um, and private collectors and museums. President Davis was often ill. He, sometimes weeks at a time, Marina attri attributed it to um, nervous strain more than anything else. When, when he was unwell or traveling, Marina worked constantly with um, his, the president's trusted advisor, Judah Benjamin. Benjamin was first the Secretary of War and then Secretary of State in the new Confederate administration. He and Verena had a special relationship. She could not talk to anyone about her husband as she could to him. Um, he treated her as, as an equal. They were very closely associated during the Richmond ordeal by fire. Beginning as a teenage wife, Verena Davis had now partnered in the U.S. House of Representatives, a failed candidacy for uh, governorship of, of Mississippi, um, which he narrowly lost, nursed a wounded war hero from the war with Mexico, partnered in the U.S. Senate, the U.S. Secretary of War, and now First Lady of the short-lived Confederate States of America. 
She had given birth to six children between 1852 and 1864, by which time she was 38 years old. Only her second child, Margaret Howell Davis, lived longer than she did, survived her. Yet her regional identity was never firmly fixed. She grew up in the South, was educated in the North and South, had relatives in both regions, married into the planter class, and spent most of the 15 years before the Civil War in Washington, D.C. as um, um, a wife of a member of Congress. As First Lady, her broadly American outlook and her education and intelligence gave her inside advantages that no other politician's wives had. Still, she encountered a lot of pressure to follow the conventional rule of role of Southern lady, not a well-established tradition. Um, Just as they do today, people critiqued her appearance and her every move and most often found her wanting. Confederate elites um, found much to to criticize. They, They might have overlooked her shortcomings, her appearance, her sense of humor, her unladylike manners, if she had fully supported the Southern cause. In the terrible days after the war, while Verena was under um, town arrest in Savannah, the desperate, she desperately tried to get help from old friends to get Jefferson out of jail, out of the prison at Fortress Monroe in Virginia where he was incarcerated. Writing to a friend while he remained in prison, she said, I never report unfit for duty. Duty at that time meant waging a campaign for, his, for her husband and herself. She agitated for better care for him while he was in prison. And she wrote letters to everyone she thought who might assist her, demanding an audience with President Andrew Johnson. Her efforts were instrumental in, in getting him released. It may sound implausible today but uh, um, Jeff- Jefferson and Verena Davis were seriously honored during the days after the Civil War. And not only in the South, they were treated with great respect as former heads of state in Europe. And um, Jefferson Davis was uh, revered in the South, even up, up to and after his death in 1889. Verena, not so much, because she did not seem to be totally committed to the South. As a widow, she chose to live up north in New York. Uh, Verena Davis is hardly remembered at all. Her biography, Joan Cashin, feels she was forgotten mainly because she did not conform to the stereotypes of her time or of our own. Citing her ambivalence about the Confederacy that unsettled white Southerners. Her life in New York disturbed the norms of the lost cause culture. After all, she became friends with Mrs. Ulysses Grant in New York and and had a civil conversation with Booker T. Washington. She maintained publicly that God had showed the union and God had allowed the union to prevail. And she died in a hotel on Central Park. Southerners were not aware of many other uh, of her uh, indiscretions. 
Now, do we have? Yes, next to her husband and several of their children. Yeah. Now, are there any progeny from the uh, married to life today? No, no. But um, I think this was donated by her niece. Also named Verena, yes, southern name. So are there any other questions? Welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you could come. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you very much, Margaret Bining. Appreciate you making time. It was my pleasure. Thank you.